Mike Gable is a tough cop. Too bad. Who has an instinct for trouble. Keaton is an ex-con with a secret. All I want is the guy behind Jake's murder. Put me out on the street. Two days. I'll get you the answer. Now, Gable gets a new partner. And Keaton gets a cop. They've got to find a killer. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy, and I'm slightly out of breath since I'm really full. In this week's episode of the Cannon Cruisers, we checked out the 1990 classic Keaton's Cop. We sure did, Randy. Starring Lee Majors, Abe Vigoda, and Don Rickles. That's right, Don Rickles himself. So this movie is about a cop not named Keaton. Actually, no, it's about Lee Major's character, Mike Gable, who is a cop, who has to look after Abe Vigoda's character, who is named Louis Keaton, because he was a former mob guy who is now apparently an assassination target. And we have to figure out why. Now, we don't have to figure out why. We just have to passively watch the movie as they determine why they're <laughs> hunting him down. That's how movies tend to work, yes. Yes, and it stars Don Rickles. It's like, it's a really bad, like, I'm not going to say it's a bad film, but it's a bad ripoff of uh, 48 Hours, Lethal Weapon, that type of buddy cop movie. But then you have Don kind Rickles of. in the, uh, um, what's his name, Danny Glover role mm-hmm. uh, from Lethal Weapon. For until he, until, spoilers, for a 23-year-old film, he dies. Yeah, it's... And, oh, it just so happened that he used to be friends with, uh, when they were kids, with good old Louis, uh, Louis Keaton. Mm-hmm. And they were both brought up by mob boss Tommy. Yeah, that, the whole mob story is, is an entire backstory that we slowly learn as the film goes on. Because Lee Majors, who is Mike Gable, has to figure out all this before more people get killed. Including his partner, who... He has to avenge now because he got caught in a crossfire. Okay. First off, J.D., Lee Majors does not do any police investigation. No, he shoots a lot of people out of windows. He just shoots a lot of people out of windows. <laughs> and he follows Abe Vigoda as the old man's about the screen. Mm-hmm. And going, let's go for a ride on the ferry. Let's go have some oysters and uh, and uh, chips. Let's go uh, go to this titty bar and say mm-hmm. hi to my old buddy, Big Tony. Yeah, Fat Tony. Sorry, Fat Tony. Fat Tony, yes. And and just kind of like leading him around by the nose while he does nothing. Mm, pretty much. He's more or less the, the bronze and the other guy's the brains. And uh, that's pretty much the entire movie. It's just them going back and forth and trying to figure out uh, what exactly is going on. And it, they find out what's going on and it leads to... Uh, the world's slowest police chase. Not the world's slowest mattress uh, chase, but the world's slowest police chase. <laughs> This uh, a police chase, yes, and also where uh, they passed the same store like three times. I swear, I think they were just driving in circles. And then a house that gets set on fire multiple times. Yeah, and cars that randomly get hit in the gas tank, and then somebody goes, "Huh, I think they shot the gas tank." You just shot the gas cap. That's all that happened. So, Randy, since we never actually got to see this one originally, what were your general impressions watching it for the first time? 
That was a buddy cop movie, all right. It was, wasn't it? Very much reminded me of something that I would have seen on like TNT or something in the early two uh, thousands, just like on to so- or, or yeah, just in the, like a filler for a Saturday afternoon. It's very much Sunday afternoon. It's very much one of those types of movies. It requires no thought because just like the lead character, you're just led around by your nose mm-hmm. by what's going on on the screen. Mm-hmm. We should also mention this film is directed by Robert Burge and written by Michael B. Druxman. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that adds any context because I don't know either of the, either of them. <laughs> but I just wanted to put that out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's just a normal buddy cop movie. It's not quite like number one with a bullet which which is the most forgettable film ever made that's a movie that had a bunch of setups that never went anywhere this one had quite a few setups that actually did lead to things and might i say it was actually interesting for the most part mm-hmm. but yes. then again it could just be that um it's more entertaining to watch ava goat on screen than mm-hmm. one of the Carradines <laughs> and billy d williams Oh well, yeah, but it was also that it was it was genuinely enjoyable the entire movie. It's like it wasn't the fastest movie or anything, but like something was always happening. It was always going to the next thing. And unlike some other movies, there wasn't really any fat to really trim. No, uh, not really. The plot just kind of went, and there I'm I'm trying to think of like there's nothing you could really cut out of this film to make it faster. Even though it did clock in a little over an hour and a half, there's nothing that's completely unnecessary to the story. No. Going on. Not really. It's Except for the world's slowest police chase. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and then it ends with him sh- shooting the grenade into the floor and killing them both, which was pretty Which funny. we'll talk about more in a couple of minutes. Um, yeah. So yeah, the general impressions, like I said, it's a fun uh, buddy cop movie. So Randy, all that out of the way, what do you want to start with? Lowlights or highlights? Um, Let's start off with the highlight. The highlight of the film is... The world's slowest, longest police chase <laughs> that literally ends with them like driving around in circles for like half an hour, uh-huh. driving past the same convenience store over and over again, mm-hmm. and then ends because two bumbling idiots go a little too fast <laughs> onto the beach, which causes the guy with the... Did we mention that he's driving around with a grenade launcher mm-hmm. uh, to stumble and fire straight down at his feet, directly <laughs> into the gas tank, blowing up the van that they're both in. Yes. Killing the bad guys. And the only reaction from Ava Goda is, huh, I think they hit the gas tank. <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite an ending to a, a chase that was going on for at least five minutes. <laughs> like I said, it, it was a really long feeling, mm-hmm. low stakes car chase with a lot of the same joke going over and over again of, mm-hmm. hey, hold the wheel while I try to fire. I don't know how to drive. I've never driven in my life. Yeah. And then he shoots the traffic light. Well, then why don't you shoot? <laughs> Okay, bam! You almost shot a pedestrian! Give me the gun back and you drive to hold the wheel. Ah! Yeah. One of the things I liked was the the general action sequences are pretty tense. They kind of came at the point you needed them to come in, and they weren't, like, tame. Like, people usually died in them, and not in very pleasant ways. So it always, like, kept the stakes just high enough to make, keep you invested in what was going on. And, and just to, to kind of really explain, they, they, they explained with action, J.D., just how much of a loose cannon that uh, Lee Major's character was. Because the, within the first ten minutes of the movie, he throws three people out <laughs> of a window, window yeah. including the boyfriend of his wife that he's currently separated from. Yeah. Who, by the oh. end, is very obviously very separated from him. <laughs> uh, but he throws her boyfriend out a window. 
yep. in front of his kid <laughs> every single time. He did. He uh, also shoots a, an assassin out of a window. Another scene, and then which leads to the end with two old guys standing there, like one of them being the police chief. Looks mm-hmm. at Ava Godon and goes, "I'm really surprised he didn't show you out of a window." <laughs> That's a good, that's a good one to end And that was the final line of the film was, I'm really surprised he didn't throw you out of a window. <laughs> yeah. That actually pretty much sums up the entire movie, to be quite honest. So, Randy, uh, all that said, then, what would be your lowlights of the movie? That you, really, the, the, they, the cop does nothing. Not like, really. from a plot standpoint, like, the plot is very generic. It's very much the straight the video, like, yeah. we have no money. So, we don't have a lot of plot, and the only thing really carrying the movie is Abe Vigoda. He's kind of the sidekick, to be quite honest. Abe is more the main character. Yeah, so it's like a lot of the movie doesn't... It's Okay, no movie needs to actually happen, but the plot mm-hmm. of the movie doesn't really need to happen. Because nothing really happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it could have happened all without Lee Major's character, and it still would have been the same in the end. It could have been any goon with with Abe Vigoda for the entire movie, and it would have ended up almost the exact same way. Pretty much, yeah. Although, like I said, it was enjoyable to see them interact with each other. They were quite quite enjoyable to watch. But yeah, he's uh, pretty unnecessary compared to pretty much every other character. It's like, yeah, it's the movie is the movie is supported entirely by Abe Vigoda. Yeah, pretty much. He's he's. He'd be the reason you would watch the movie. I think he's the he's the main character. He initiates all the action. He's the reason the plot's even going in the first place, and he solves the problem at the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and do not watch this film if you're coming in to see Don Rickles do his most funny comedic thing ever, mm-hmm. because he plays it 150 percent straight for mm-hmm. the entire movie that he's in. Yeah. Before he dies. Before he which, dies. very funnily, uh, happens because Lee Major's character uses him as a human shield uh, <laughs> while running away from assassins. Uh, actually, I think he got hit first, so he just continued to use him as a human shield. So he just kind of got unloaded into. Uh, it was the angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all, all things considered, like, there isn't a whole lot I would consider, like, wrong with the movie it's just fine for what it is it's a fun it's a fun like saturday afternoon sunday matinee type of movie i wouldn't necessarily even call it fun but it's enjoyable it's painless as i didn't really have a whole lot of complaints with this one uh it wasn't i don't know i I heard like uh i've heard like talk before about like people who really didn't like this movie but uh yeah but they they also didn't just watch like an awful movie beforehand so it's like it's like there was only only way we could go jd was up after watching the last movie that we watched try to figure out when what movie we watched just based on that description uh still like i said it was enjoyable it did everything was supposed to do yeah going in my my expectations were set appropriately i was set extremely low on this because (laughs) as you said i saw some of the same reviews i saw some of the same impressions of the film that this is just kind of like, oh, it's a, it's a bad movie. It's like, yeah. yeah, no, it's a bad movie, but it was an okay movie that I'm giving a three to because mm-hmm. it's totally fine in a Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, old man cop movie. Yeah, so overall, I, like, I enjoyed it. I'd give it a three. And I would recommend it if you like these types of movies, but like you said, don't watch it if you want to see Don Rickles do a comedic impression or something because it's, it's not in this movie. And yeah, and don't really watch it if you want to see Lee Majors do something. <laughs> yeah. 
You don't want to see a rescue Sasquatch. Yeah, there's there's no slow motion jumping uh, with the with that <laughs> sound effect. Yeah. So is that all we got for this one, or do you have any trivia or something? No, literally the only trivia in this movie is that it stars world famous comedian Don Rickles, and he does not make a single joke in the entire film. Which is still quite bizarre to think about. <laughs> and I swear there is one scene where Ava Godey said, "Okay, Ava Godey, you're an old man, just telling a story. Just just tell a story." And then they just put the camera down and walked away and just let him go. <laughs> and he went on for about five minutes, and then that was it. Yeah, and I, and like I'm not even saying that scene should have been cut out. It was just kind of like, yeah, no, yeah. this keeps on going. Yeah, overall, at least overall, it was just it was just well done. And that's why I had an onion on my belt. Like he he yeah. freaking Grandpa Simpson it up there. So, like I said, overall, um, fun time, I recommend it. Yeah, it's a totally fine movie. Three mm-hmm. out of five. Yep. Um, right. Don't have... It's, it's um, never been officially re-released on DVD. It's never been on any other yeah. things. It might be days. on Tubi. It might be on Mubi. It might be on any of these free services. It's one of the late-day canon movies. Some of these are like... some of it's, it's an MGM movie, apparently. It's like it's owned by MGM, It's which means it means owned by... Amazon, so I don't even know why it's not available for rent on Amazon. It's like it's a really weird situation for the releasing from of it. What I heard most uh, post, like, uh, Golan and Globus separation 90, 1990 movies are owned by MGM. I don't know where I heard that, but if, if that's the it, it might have been me because they, they, I think the payback at debt or because of something, a failure, I think, I don't know. I think Canon ended up selling or giving all like to make them even all their catalog i don't know but it was it, they don't own all of canon's catalog. no no not all of them but after but from a certain point forward they own all canon stuff yeah so it's like i think like everything after 85 i want to like, say this, is owned by canon is owned by mgm but i'm not sure i don't think it's 85 that would be way too early like okay then like 87 88 like the downfall years well, I don't even know about that because Bloodsport would have been re-released by now if that was the case. Like, it's it's a kind of a big mess uh, when it comes to canon stuff and rights issues. But, well, JD, they did not have to re-release Bloodsport Sport, because they re-released the Quest, <laughs> the superior adaptation of the Duck Story. <sighs> yeah, it's not a superior adaptation; it's just a terrible movie. Uh, that's so, the exact same thing as Bloodsport. Yeah, so, like I said, it, that that one might be available sometime, depending on what the rights issues are. But right now, it's a bit tough to find, so if you want to find it, your options are pretty limited. Um, and, yes, I realize that we're, we went off on this huge tangent here because that's really kind of what this movie is. It's just, like, old guys <laughs> going off on huge tangents <laughs> about life. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's all we got to say about this Oh, one. right, and I forgot to say that Art LaFleur was in this film. He sure was. He's always a pleasure to see. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sure All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. We continue our cruise, the Canon Catalog. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>